Good day, good day, and welcome to Your Voice, Your Power. I am Anika Wilson, and today I have with me one of my originals, the amazing D. Bowden. Yes. Good morning, D. Good morning, Anika. How are you? Happy Thursday. Yes, yes. This week has been extremely crazy and extremely fast, and somebody said the other day, um, are you ready for 2019? I said, nope, we need to slow this down. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to have you today because you were one of the original on my first ever podcast and you. now you are here to focus on you specifically and mm -hmm. you do something that still after I think I've interviewed like 35 40 maybe even 50 people now you do something that is really unique to um, your skill set and um, I want you to tell listeners who you are mm -hmm. where you are what mm -hmm. you do and mm -hmm. how you got started doing what you do all right. Well, again, first of all, thank you so much, Anika, for this opportunity to be on the podcast. Hello to everybody. Super excited to be here. Super blessed to be here. It's an amazing day. First of all, I'm Dee Bowden, originally from Boston, Massachusetts, also by way of North Carolina. I was raised in Boston and spent my summers in North Carolina in a little town called Mount Olive. If y'all go to the grocery store into the pickles section, you'll see Mount Olive Pickles. That's my, that's my family's town. That's where we're from. So that's, that's my little claim to fame through the pickles. <laughs> Um, so my name, what I do, I, I am the CEO and founder of BCS Solutions, which is a revenue recovery, that's debt, I'm sorry, revenue recovery slash debt collection consulting firm. And what that means is this, if you're a company, small, medium, or large, and you have revenues of a half a million dollars and up, and you have invoices that are owed to you from another business or from the state or federal government, and you're past 60 days, we come in and try to do what's called an assessment, figure out what the disconnects are. And basically, the reason if you're over 60 days, it's usually not a money problem, it's a systems problem. The systems is composed of four things. It's either sales, accounts payable, accounts receivable, and contracts. Somewhere in those four things, something went awry, and that's the reason why your company isn't getting paid, so long as it's not in litigation. It's usually a simple, it's usually a simple fix. Um, I got my start in doing this thing called debt collections and receivable management. Literally about 20 years ago, I started off as in, in accounts payable. I actually was a data entry person. I, I got my start with stacks of files about this big. Now I can see my hands this big. They, for eight hours a day, I would get a stack of invoices and we sit in this huge thing and then balance things out. And so I met my first contract administrator at an engineering consulting firm. And I was like, wow, what do you do? And he explained to me that, listen, every business, I don't care what you do, what you sell, widgets videos, whatever you sell, it's, it's three things, four things. It's sales, accounts payable, it's accounts receivable and contracts. The contract could be as simple as a simple agreement or a full-fledged, you know, from, you know, beginning to, you know, the, all, of, all of the details of the contract. The point is that the contract is, is the agreement between you and the other person to provide the good or service. And so once I learned that contracts was, was a part of every business, it's like, I'm going to learn this part. So I did, did my debtor entry for a year and accounts payable. I interviewed and got selected to be his assistant for a year. And he actually trained me in the world of contract administration. Once I learned contract administration, I understood that sales, AP, AR, all the, are other, are the under parts of contracting. And I learned that everybody has sales, everybody has AP, which is accounts payable, and accounts receivable, collecting your money. And so once I understood that, I was like, this is fascinating. And then, Coolest thing ever. 
I learned that the federal government is the largest procurer of goods and services in the world. Once I learned that, I'm a firstborn, I love big, I'm like, this is it going in. So I was a content administrator for five years at this engineering consulting firm. They built on, my team built a, a water filtration plant up in Hemlock, New York in the city of Rochester. It still exists to this day. And I'm proud to say that I was a part of that team that actually administered the contract, the invoices, the payments, all of that. And that's how I got started. Then I got to go work for uh, uh, BOPI, which is the research arm of the Department of Transportation. I was trained by a Air Force, Air Force officer, contracting officer, who taught me about contract closeouts. Contract closeouts in the government space is high-level collections, because basically your our responsibility as a contract closeout specialist is to confirm with the vendor, the person who got the contract, did you get your contract, number one. Number two, let's say, I'll make a simple math. The contract was worth $100,000. We, we review the records and it shows that was, you build and pay the government, sorry, you build and were paid by the government $80,000. And on our books, it shows $20,000 is left. My job is to confirm you got your contract, this is for the amount they said, you got billed and paid for what you said, and then the $20,000, I need to know whether you submitted your final invoice or not. If you did, great. If you didn't, I need you to do that. And then once you pay your final invoice, my job is to recover that extra money because that's how I'm a good steward of our, our tax dollars is making sure that that extra money that sits there gets recovered. And then it gets reused back in somewhere in, in, in the agency that, you, that I support. Um, and so with that comes <laughs> um, untangling issues from <laughs> finance, um, <laughs> The contractor, the vendor who calls who calls up the agency and he's like, I haven't gotten paid. Oh, yeah. Okay. Did you, re did you reach out to the person who actually approved the invoice? No. <laughs> okay. You might want to do that part first. Then, That's intimidating though. You're doing spinning? Then call me. And basically what I end up doing is I end up being the, the negotiator. I go, get the I go get the information. I go figure out where the disconnects are. I untangle it get it a process, get it approved and get it paid. And then they usually send me an email. Like literally, I literally, like no joke, I had a $5 million contract yesterday. I kid you not, $5 million. We've been going around and around this thing for almost a month. And the lady, I kid you not, she said, I can't figure, I swear, I, I wish I could show you the email. I can't figure out the, um, the, the, the I, what'd she say? Oh, she, she says, I can't figure out what happened to the invoices. And I said, Really? To myself. I said, okay, let me help you. Screen, your accounts payable person typed in that information. And do that. You did. She's like, are you serious? I said, okay, let me help you. I made a PDF. I sent it to her. And she goes, yay, oh, we got it. You were right. Thanks. Perfect. That's all I needed to set up like that. Wow. In solving that, in solving that problem, I collected $299,000 yesterday. That's a lot of money. You yeah, girl, what you say? <laughs> Man, people love you because you're the problem solver that just makes people go, okay, here you go. Thank you. There's my money. Right, right. But you know what? What you're doing is important because it's intimidating. You know, it is very intimidating to ask. Let's talk about that. Let's you talk about that owed to you you know it's it's very intimidating even in business and people don't understand how hard that is they think that you have all this confidence in the world and it's great yes but at the end of the day it's very hard and a lot of times it's just a misunderstanding or oversight it's not intentional you know what 
your brilliance is, is just fascinating. I love that because that's exactly what it is. I tell people all the time, here's the thing. When you go into business, you go into business to make money. Mm-hmm. Do anything mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have a product, a service, yep. blanket, Snoopy, whatever. Yep. You have something that you sell, yep. product, service, two things. But when you start your business, it's to make money. Yep. You're in, you're, you are sales, yes. It's, you got to sell. Marketing gets you known, sales gets you paid. So let's be, you got to get known, but you got to sell. Yep. Number two, once you sell, whatever you sell, you got to get paid. Mm-hmm. Thing is, I talk about how secure is your cash flow because while you're while you're selling whatever you sell and it's brilliant, the sale isn't completed until you actually get the money in the that part. That part. That part. So if you got to disconnect with your money, I, on my website it says, "How secure is your cash flow?" It's not a money problem; it's a systems problem because mm-hmm. I've learned over twenty years of doing this, something broke down in sales. Communication somewhere. Contracts. Now, this is the, you know, the, you know, we're 21st century. Everybody checks in. Everybody, you know, messaging. I would go not to say old school. To say more just like basics. But here's the thing: the problem I just solved yesterday. Guess what? We've been emailing back and forth. I got on the phone. Hi, this is D. Yep. Pull up your screen. Let me show you what we're looking at. Five minutes. Exactly. Five minutes and we're done and yep. she sends me confirmation you're right thank you yeah we'll forget that at the end of the day don't get me wrong the technology is fabulous and i yep. love it but when you keep spinning and you're yep. not getting anywhere hello yep. I, you know 144 characters can't always solve it nope. you just got to talk and pull up the screen and show you what are you doing you see this i see that i'm like oh i missed it boom fix and it, it. So real because I'm doing an event right now and everybody's like, send an email. I said, bump that. We've done emails for three months. I'm calling every vendor and I'm going to say, hey, do you have any questions? What do you need me to know? Do you need to know what to bring? Oh, this is what you should wear. You can't communicate everything through text, email, and not to mention you have a big, big gap in response. You can't control when somebody responds to you that way. Also, in the time that you type an email, how many notifications do you get during that time period? I mean, just doing this podcast, I get pings, and I have never figured out how to silence my computer. But it's a, it's a good indication of how many messages I get over an hour time frame. And mm-hmm. if you get distracted. So it could be, oh, I'm writing a check because I need to pay D for my services, but then somebody called, and then I never got to D, and a month later, it looks like I'm being neglectful, when really that's not even what it was about in the first place. It was about just being distracted in this time that we live in. And mm-hmm. you are able to just kind of nip it in the bud and say, hey, let's do A and B, bridge build it, uh, get this together and, and, and get it done. And you speak of something that's really um, interesting that a lot of people don't understand about being a business owner. What's people that? see marketing and they think that that means that you're successful and you're making a whole lot of money. No, because if those other disconnects are there and you're scared to ask for the sale and you may have somebody say they're interested, but then they never do actually go online, click the button to buy, you, you're, not, you're not making any money. So it's funny that you talked about cash flow because people have this misconception that just because they're seeing visibility that you're profiting. Right. Well, they're not. And that's the funny thing. And I think that's, a, that's, a, that's part of you know, what happens. And so 
Um, I'm having a little technical difficulty here. My screen just kind of went out again. I'm like, I can hear you good. I, okay. I can see it flashing, but I can hear you. Listeners can't right. see you though. So uh, let me see. So can we pause right here? Let me see if I can fix this and come get out of here and come back. Yeah. A great story for your listeners. If you give me a second, if I can. So here, here's here's part of being a business owner: technology. <laughs> exactly right. This we, is this is live. This is all the way I'm live. Having anxiety disorder from looking at screens all day. All right, listeners, hold on one second. All right, go ahead, Dave. So thank you. So here's the thing. Um, I was talking about, you know, the, the parts of, of, of business and marketing and, and marketing gets you known, sales gets you paid. But here's something, here's a, here's a true story of the importance of why I'm on this campaign about knowing the state of your, your AR. I worked for an IT firm about 10 plus years ago, part-time. Um, they had millions of dollars in sales. As a matter of fact, they gave me, they had $8 million, to be, to be exact, they had $8 million in accounts receivable. Did y'all hear me? $8 million, exactly. Oh. IT firm, $8 million in AR that was owed to them. Ooh. Ooh. I, I worked part-time, 4 o'clock in the afternoon until 8 o'clock. I did $6 million in 60 days. $6 million, 60 days. You probably saved that business because the reality of it is that's the reason why most businesses go out of, out of business. I wish, Anika, I wish that were the case. Guess what? Even after doing that amazing, that amazing feat, they still went out of business. Are you kidding me? I'm, I'm, Google it. Amherst Technologies does not exist. It's a, it's a logo. That's, it don't exist. Two months before Christmas, when the CEO to the janitor, everybody lost their jobs. Now, my, th my theory then and now is this. Number one, how do you have $8 million worth of sales? Remember I said earlier in the chat, I said, you know, it's great to get sales, but until you get paid, yep. it ain't real. Yep. So they got $8 million sitting there, no, no, no confirmed sale done. One. Two, I wasn't the only collector, but I was only part-time. I came in at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I worked until 8. They had other people doing the same thing I was doing. I think, and the difference is, number one, A, the collectors were probably burnt out. Number two, they were not as concerned about making sure that the company stayed solvent, but also that they stay solvent, meaning you could take us to pay their mortgage or their rent. The holidays were coming, you know, all that stuff. So you can imagine, we get told, even though I'm cranking it, I get $6 million in 60 days, we get told, thank you all for your service, pack up your stuff, and you're out. Now, in that lesson, I learned a couple of things. Number one, I learned the importance of, for every business owner that's listening, please, please, please log, record your contracts, your invoice numbers, and amount owed to you, and when it's owed. Is it owed in 30 days, 60 days, or longer? Number two, who's your salesperson? If, you are, if you're a collector and you keep running around doing these, these calls and it's not working, salesperson to help you get the money. They, are the, they sold the product or the service. If you are dialing for dollars and you're not getting through, you need the salesperson to ask them to help you because guess what? They sold it, so they, are, they have something in there that you don't have. Ask them to help you. That's another piece. Talk to your accounts payable person. They're the person that's rebuilding the company. They have a clue on who's going to actually get this paid or not. And then don't forget your contracts person because whatever you sold, they had a lease agreement, a contract, 
a mm-hmm. between Stop. them. Go find out who's the person. Because in their contract, at least on the government space, they give you a whole section, name of person, how to submit the bill, when it's due. They give you all the steps. Well, on the commercial side, same thing. In this, in, I don't know what section it is, but guess what? If you know, if you got your contract, you can look it up. Invoicing, payments, yeah. money. You got to know where it is and what it is. Oh, right, money. Because <laughs> usually, everybody gets, they don't understand all that stuff, but they get money. Girl, keep talking. <laughs> got it. Got it. <laughs> right there, take a picture. Look for that word right there, search. Search. <laughs> but here's the thing. As, as, as for that story, for what happened there, I have been on a campaign to talk to companies, especially small and medium-sized ones. Listen, I understand it, real talk. I understand that nobody wants to do collections. They go get a root canal, they go do net collections. Because one, think about it. You gotta go ask somebody to pay you for what the work you already did. It's kind of like, you know, it's like when you go, for example, if any of y'all are business owners and you own a home, when you have to deal with a contractor, most of the time now you ask the contractor, you know, you gotta you deal with deposit for your service and you pay them when it's done. Mm-hmm. And you don't really want to have to come back and keep chasing that person. Hey, listen, are you coming no, back? No, you shouldn't have to ask. If you provide you the service, it should come. But you, it doesn't. It doesn't. Right. And that's the thing. And so in business, because businesses are built on relationships, a lot of people are afraid yep. to pick up the phone yep. and say, hey, I'm devoted with BCS Solutions. We, I provided, you know, yep. I'm looking for my money. I'm looking for, for the invoices to be paid. What happened? Usually, like you said earlier in our conversation, it's usually some a small thing that happened, yep. but people get so stuck on, if I call. You start swimming in your head, and you're like, oh, they're mad at me, or they're not satisfied with the service. And, then, and that's the thing. People always think that we have it all together as business owners. And this is why I love my podcast, because I like to talk about the details. You know, everybody's like, oh, Anika, you're doing this and this and this. And I'm like, that doesn't mean that I'm a good salesperson. It means that I'm, I'm passionate about what I do, but I need coaches and other people to do these things for me. I have people that make phone calls for me to do stuff because I don't have the confidence to do it. And they're like, are you serious? And I'm like, don't, mm-hmm. don't judge me. You know, it's, it's different things. And that's why what you do is important. And what other people do is important because we're not all good at it. And, right. and people have this misconception that to be a business owner, you have to be good at everything. No, you don't. You have to know the right people that have the right skills, that have the right tools that you could tap into and build relationships with and put on your team. You have to know who to roll with. And that's the thing that I want people to hear in this is that, like you just said, it is about relationships. And sometimes it makes it very hard to ask for what you're owed. And it also, you know, sometimes we, we assume that, okay, well, because this is my girl or because we worked together before that I'm going to be on this project or I'm going to be on this or that. And, that. and it's not black and white. It's, it's, it's not. But what you're saying is so important because a lot of people go out of business, family owned businesses and all that from the hookups, from the favors, from all these things, because mm-hmm. they're scared to ask. And it's like lose a relationship or lose your business. You know, but at the end of the day, there should be no fear in asking for what is owed to you if you're providing a product or a service. Because if you're going online or you're doing something and you're going to hit a button, it ain't going to be mailed to you until the money is paid. <laughs> so true. So true. And, and, well, and well put. And here's the thing. You know, it's, in, doing, in doing these conversations, I'm finding that a lot of people, wow, D, I didn't even know you did that. Oh, wow, you really did $8 million? You did $6 million in 60 days? Yeah, I really did. But here's the thing. Like I said earlier, as great as that was, the company, Google it, Amherst Technologies, they don't exist. What comes up is this little logo. 
that's it. Done. We a trace. walked out with our little box and they're like, we wish you the best. So my passion, my PowerPoints are all about how secure your cash flow, managing your AR so you can be about the business at hand. About the business. About the business. I want to see, I want to see business owners flow in their brilliance, whatever that brilliance is. But I also want you to make sure you are managing your AR. And don't be afraid of it. If you, if you, first of all, if you're a business owner and you don't know the state of your accounts, that's a problem. That's a problem. You ought to know. You ought to know the name of your vendors. You ought to know the contract number or purchase order number. You ought to have the list of the invoices. You ought to know how much is owed. And you should kind of have a, 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 a schedule of, you know, this invoice will get paid in 30 days, two days, whatever. And you ought to have a little tickler that says, listen, if I don't see this money in 30 days, I'm sorry, 60 days, because it's, you know, depending upon what it is, I need to I do a phone call or do an email, follow up, something. Part of that story, the other part of the brilliance of the $6 million was this. One part of that $6 million was what was amazing then as it is today. One company said, and I quote, D, we sent your company an email telling them we changed our billing system. Y'all you know, know, like, was it like QuickBooks to, to whatever? They said, we sent y'all an email and said, listen, we're changing our billing system reformat your invoices to the new billing system and you'll get paid. Four million dollars. Listen to me. Four million dollars stat because somebody didn't read the email and say, check this. And you know what? And that's that's common because I know how many emails you get. And unless that thing says something specific to you that's personalized, you're not going to open it. And so that's another indication of, of a lot of what happens to people's money. It's in the spam folder. Yep. Your money is literally sitting in a spam folder because the communication is lost. Yep. Wow. Yeah. And so once I figured that out, guess what? Get the email, go see the comptroller and say, listen, this company said they will pay us. We get, we get all of our invoices reformatted. Guess what? Reformatted, $4 million came in and that's it. Now, today, you know, I have a company, it's called BCS Solutions. The website is www.bcs.com. BCSConsultingGRP.com. So it's www.bcsconsultingGRP.com. Uh, sorry, sorry, y'all. Talking too fast. Go down one more time. www.bcsconsultingGRP.com. And for everybody who's listening to the podcast, I have a free gift for y'all. It's called Five Successful Strategies to Collecting Your Money. It's a free PDF. You just put in your name and address. You can download it right there on the website. It's Five Successful Strategies to Collecting Your Money. And it's a, it's a way for you to, if you're a collector and you hate collecting or it makes you cringe or you're like nails on the chalkboard, <laughs> my new approach to talking about collecting your money helps you look at it from a standpoint of, you know, setting, setting, a, setting, a, setting an attention, you know, believing you can do it, affirming yourself, identifying the accounts that you actually can do. I personally believe it's kind of like the snowball effect. You know, it's like if you get that first account, like let's say it's $100, you get that first one. Yes. That builds momentum. It builds your confidence to go get the next one and the next one and the next one. So all the stories I told y'all, these are things I've been doing this for a long time. But like I said in the beginning of the story, I was a data entry person. So I learned the importance of managing attention to the details. Details are part of everything I do. Relationships are part of everything I do. I also am a firm believer in expressing gratitude. I, to this day, that's my secret sauce. It goes a long way. I say thank you. The person, now, 
everybody who helps me collect my money or during my day job or what I'm doing here, thank you. Matter of fact, I already said to you twice today, thank you so much for this opportunity to be here, to be a part of what you're building. I'm so excited to do this. But gratitude, gratitude has changed my life. Puts you at the top of the list. It puts you in the frontal brain. Like when you you know whose energy and whose gratitude it and it makes you it attracts you to that person. And so you're gonna want to pay that person. If this person is calling me and being nice, I'm gonna be a lot different with this person than somebody that's calling me and being a jerk. And a lot of people have not figured that out yet. Like it can be excruciating, but if you make it pleasant for that person, it's no longer excruciating. Right. And I, I have, my thing is called, I, I make collections fun. And the reason I make it fun is because- I Say that again. It just, it sounds weird, but I know exactly what you mean. I said, I make collections fun. Wow. And it's, and it's crazy because this weekend, the, the retreat I told you about, that everybody knows me as Dad's D. She makes collections fun. And they're like, how do you do that? Well, part of it is a mindset. Part of it is a choice. And part of it is I realized that the work I do, I build relationships. Like the story I told you, I do most of my work, phone, email. But I learned saying thank you, mm-hmm. being, I go the extra mile. My boss, like, she's like, why do you do that? I said, because here's the thing. When I need something, I can just call you and go, hi, guess, and I, I mean, like that. Yeah. They stand amazed at how much money I can recover. I just told you, $299,000 yesterday in the bank. Done. Why? I went the extra mile. Like I told you, I sent the lady a copy of what she needed, and she was like, oh. That's all I needed. Email says, D, thanks for your help. That's what sets me apart. That's good fun. And when people can come back and tell me thank you, yeah, that's my that's my secret sauce. The gratitude it changes everything. It makes it amazing. And then of course, for y'all that don't know, God is first for me. So you know, of course, I honor Him. I thank Him because I wouldn't be as as good as I am if I didn't have Him in my life. So right. I, I make sure I let y'all know that. That's my secret sauce. It's Him. And then what He helps me do every every day for fun. And it's great. And the other thing you said, which is concurrent across every podcast I have, is mindset. It doesn't matter what your niche is or what you're doing or what your business is. It's a mindset thing. And when you decide that you're going to do something, you have to do it different. You have to customize it. You have to make it your own. But the reality of it is, is you determine your own success. You determine your future. You determine today. You determine your relationships and, and who goes with you. I mean, it, 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 it's a choice. It's a decision. You wake up and you decide, I'm going to be great. I'm going to do this. I, I need to get this done and this is what I'm going to do. And it, it is mindset. And so a lot of people, they, they, they listen to that concept and, and they, they need it broken down somewhat. And, and you broke it down on a money standpoint is that I remember the first conversation we had in the first panel, everybody was a coach or something and you were about accounts receivable. And I was sitting here and I was like, oh my gosh, like I didn't even think about this. And I was like, when I got to deal with this, I'm calling D because I don't know anything about this. But the way that you talk about it, the way that you break it down it makes it less intimidating. It almost makes it fun. And it takes that whole fear away just because of your attitude. And, you know, I was saying how the first podcast came off and all my friends called and said, we like D, we want to talk to D. And it was just because of your energy. And people don't understand energy is everything. And if it's faith-based, then I, Lord knows that's how I got where I am. Everybody says, hey, Nick, I see you everywhere. It's not me, it's God. 
I have done what he has assigned me to do. I make myself available. I surrender. And here it is. And it just is what it is. And so it's a decision. It is a choice. And it is all mindset. So can you tell um, listeners where you're going to be, what projects you got going on, and how they can reach you? Okay. Well, again, first of all, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been an amazing time. Really, really enjoyed this. I'm really excited to see the beauty of, of a podcast and how we can change people's lives for all of the business owners that are listening and the aspiring ones too. And, and then of course now because now you have the military piece near and dear to me, near and dear to you. Looking forward to that. So I'm supposed to be in New York City tomorrow, but there's a lot of snow going on right now. So I'm not sure how this going to happen, but I have been selected to be a moderator. Sorry, I've been selected to be a moderator at the Women's Future Conference 2018 uh, in, in New York City. Um, it's it's the it's a one day business conference that is the precursor to or yeah precursor to the Stevie Awards, which is the international business awards for women across a, a variety of event of um, sectors. Um, but I so that's the plan. Uh, that's that's the first thing. <laughs> that's the plan. Well, you know I got to figure out the snippet because here's I'm not kidding y'all. With this snow, yeah, I'm not. You know, I'm that. Anyway, I'm supposed to be there tomorrow, and as far as I know, we gotta figure out how to make that happen some way or the other. Um, that's the first thing. Um, after that, um, I don't really have anything else scheduled at the moment. But I'm. Well, actually, no. I guess I do. I'm gonna be a part of your your speaker panel. That's right. I'm gonna be a part. I'm of your, sitting here writing it down right now. Yep, I'll be part of your speaker panel, and then um, oh. I forgot. I will be I will be featured on the Cheryl Woods uh, radio show in March of 2019. Um, and oh, and for your uh, for your um, listeners, uh, I was just fe- featured on Success Women's Conference uh, Success Women's Conference 2018.com with Robin Roberts from Good Morning America. What? Her sisters and Lisa Nichols. Motivated right. the masters. Um, the, the information is actually on, on YouTube. You, if you punch up BCS Solutions, my company, you can see my video. And I'll actually make that available so you can share that with that Yeah. See, look at you. And I'm going to have you on my updated website. I had put all the podcast ladies, but I'm going to put their profiles on there so you guys can see them in the Preferred Women's Network. And um, pick Dee's brain because Dee's the only one that I have in my network that does exactly what she does. So I want to thank you, Dee, because you bring me a lot of wisdom. Um, a lot of energy and you inspire me. So I want to thank you for being here. Um, and to all the listeners, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Your Voice, Your Power. I am Anika Wilson. Have a powerful day.